Hello, Physiology 2130. This is podcast episode number three. The content on this podcast is looking at module four, neurons. I'm Dr. Woods. I'm your prof and the host for your podcast today. Okay, guys, let's get into it. I hope this graph looks really familiar by now. I need to make sure that we all understand the action potential. Don't want you to just memorize what the graph looks like. I want you to get it. So we're going to go through it step by step. So anytime you look at a graph, it's really important that you understand the y and the x-axis. So you need to look look at what you're measuring. So on the y-axis, we have membrane potential, and it's measured in millivolts. We see here, this is 0.0, so that's when we have no membrane potential. This is more positive, and this is more negative when you look downwards from 0. On the y-axis, we have time in milliseconds. We see that the entire action potential happens really fast, only four milliseconds in length. So before the action potential starts, we have the beginning point, so a point zero. And at point zero, we have something called the resting membrane potential. So this is the cell at rest. And if you remember from the last module, that most cells have a resting membrane potential of negative 70 millivolts. Okay, so the average cell is negative at rest. The neuron is the same. You can see from this line that it's going upwards, so it's becoming more positive. So we call that a depolarizing stimulus. Okay, so something is happening inside the cell that's causing it to become more positive or depolarizing. Now, at some point in time, this line's going to cross a really important point. I hope you all remember what that important point is. And that's something called threshold. So negative 55 millivolts is the magic number for threshold in a neuron. So once the inside of the cell has become more positive, and specifically that number around negative negative 55 millivolts, then you've reached threshold. And that means you get the action potential. Now this side, this cell, or the neuron, is becoming positive really quick. So it's called rapid depolarization. It's happening really fast. And that has to do with the opening of voltage-gated sodium channels. So remember we have channels that are gated, and specifically in the neuron, we have channels that are specific for sodium, but they're gated by voltage. So the voltage change of the cell has to be negative 55 for these channels to open. And because the cell has reached threshold, the voltage-gated sodium channels open fast. And when the channels open, sodium can move from an area of high concentration to low concentration. So where's sodium higher? Do you remember? I hope you said that it's outside the cell. So sodium will move from the outside environment to the inside of this neuron, making the inside of the cell become much more positive. Point number five is when these sodium voltage-gated channels start to close. So voltage-gated sodium channels open fast, but they also close fast because we have an inactivation gate. So at this point in time, the voltage-gated sodium channels are closing, but we also have the opening of voltage-gated potassium channels, causing this round part of the peak. So we stop the positive flow of sodium coming into the cell, and now we have potassium leaving the cell. Because remember, potassium is higher inside the cell, 
and potassium will move down its concentration gradient from inside the neuron to the extracellular environment. So now the cell is becoming negative. So this is called repolarization. When the inside of a cell becomes more negative, that's the repolarization phase of the action potential. And it has to do with K plus or potassium moving out. Where in depolarization, it was caused by sodium moving in. Now the potassium channel is slower to open as we see here. It takes until this point in time right here where the potassium channel is finally opened in response to the voltage change. But potassium channels, voltage-gated potassium channels, are also slow to close. So what happens is although we've passed the resting membrane potential, those voltage-gated potassium channels remain open for a longer period of time. So much so, oh, sorry, point number seven here, that the inside of the cell becomes more negative than at rest. So that's called hyperpolarization. When the inside of the neuron becomes more negative than rest, it's the hyperpolarizing phase of the action potential. And that has to do with the fact that those voltage-gated potassium channels take a little bit longer to close. When they finally do close, point number eight right here, we can finally go back to rest. Okay, so the cell is going to reset its resting membrane potential. Point number nine. Okay, so we've back to negative 70 millivolts. And that's an action potential. Happens real fast, but there's a lot of stuff going on. Now, an important point to note in this graph is something called the refractory period. And I hope you guys remember that from the module. The refractory period is when we can't generate another action potential. And the reason we can't generate another action potential is because we have these inactivation gates in the voltage-gated sodium channels. So at this point in time here, when the sodium voltage-gated channels shut, they're shut by an inactivation gate. And that inactivation gate stays shut. So sodium cannot come into the cell. Even if you generated another action potential, well, you couldn't generate another action potential, those voltage-gated sodium channels are stuck closed. So from this point onwards, you can't get another action potential occurring in the same part of the neuron membrane. So that's called the absolute refractory period. Now there's a point in time when those voltage-gated sodium channel inactivation gates open up again. And it's somewhere around here. It's during that hyperpolarizing phase when those voltage-gated sodium channel inactivation gates open up again. So technically, you could generate another action potential at this point in time. But you can see here that our cell is more negative than normal. So in order to generate another action potential, you have to have a stimulus that's a little bit stronger than when the cell was just at rest. This is called the relative refractory period. And that means another action potential is possible, but the stimulus has to be a lot stronger. So let's look at the propagation of an action potential. We just looked at the point of an action potential, and you've looked at what causes the depolarization, the repolarization, and the hyperpolarization. But now we have to look at it not just in time, but in space, down a neuron. 
So I hope this looks like a neuron to you because that's my cartoon. But just to remember, if we remember our anatomy here, this is the cell body or the soma of the neuron. And that point right there, that's your axon hillock. And remember, the action potential is generated down the axon to the axon terminal, which isn't shown here, but you can imagine it's at the end. Remember that axon hillock is that trigger zone. So, in order to generate an action potential, we have something called a graded potential that reaches the axon hillock. Now, I know you guys haven't learned yet what a graded potential is, but that's coming in Module 6. But just to give you a little heads up, a graded potential is a change in charge that's received by the soma, and that change in charge has to be large enough so that it spreads to the axon hillock. And if that charge is large enough, what's the magic number? Negative 55. At the point of the axon hillock, that's when you generate the action potential down the axon. So, we have a large enough depolarizing stimulus, then we get negative 55 happening at the axon hillock. And if that happens, here goes the action potential. So, the depolarizing charge, so the positive charge, reaches the axon hillock, and voltage-gated sodium channels open. So if we have the sodium voltage-gated channels opening, sodium comes from an area of high concentration to low concentration, so from outside the cell to inside the cell, and the cell is a neuron, we get lots of positive charges coming in here. Now those positive charges are going to spread in both directions down the axon. So the positive charge is going to flow into the neuron and it's going to go towards the negative charges. So in the case of this part of the action potential, it's going in both directions, the positive charge. But the action potential is only going to happen in this direction. Do you guys remember why? I hope you said that inactivation gate. So if you look back here at the axon hillock, those sodium voltage-gated channels opened in the previous slide, and sodium flowed in, and then the inactivation gate closed. So this part of the neuron is now inactive. Okay, we can't generate another action potential here because the sodium voltage-gated channels are stuck in the inactive phase. But if you look down the neuron here, the sodium voltage-gated channels here, they haven't been inactivated yet. So these channels will open, and the action potential is going to flow to the new parts of the axon where the sodium voltage-gated channels have not yet opened. So in this phase of the action potential, we have the opening of the potassium voltage-gated channels causing repolarization. So this part of the axon that was just depolarized is now repolarized. And the next part of the axon we have the opening of the voltage-gated sodium channels, so the positive charge is flowing in again. And it, the positive charge is going to flow in both directions, but this part of the, of the axon cannot generate another action potential because it's in its absolute refractory period. So only 
the voltage-gated sodium channels on this part of the axon can open, allowing voltage-gated, allowing sodium through the voltage-gated channels. Okay, so we have the unidirectional flow of that action potential due to that refractory period during the time when the potassium is leaving. So you can think of it like a wave going around a stadium. The parts before, however, not that this really happens in a football game, once those uh, voltage-gated sodium channels are open, they don't want to open again and they're stuck and they're not going to go backwards. Whereas in the action potential, in the case here, those voltage-gated sodium channels, when they open, they're only going to open in one direction. Okay guys, I hope that helps. Remember, you need to understand the action potential. Don't memorize this. It's really tough to memorize a lot of information. It's so much easier if you actually get it. Okay, have a good week.